Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. How Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio, powered by Molka Sports. Find them online at M-A-L-K-A-Sports.com. On this week's edition of Sports Business Radio, we're going to take you inside the growing business of Hyper Ice. Hyper Ice CEO Jim Heather and Hyper Ice athlete and Peloton instructor Alex Toussaint are going to join me to discuss the growth of the technology-driven company. For more than a decade, Hyperice has led a global movement at the confluence of recovery and wellness, specializing in percussion, dynamic air compression, vibration, thermal technology, mind technology, and contrast therapy. They're really renovating and revolutionizing how athletes, both elite and even athletes like me at home, uh, recover and rest after working out their world-class athlete roster, many of whom are investors include Naomi Osaka, Ja Morant, Christian McCaffrey, Fernando Tatis Jr., Blake Griffin, Lindsey Vaughn, Patrick Mahomes, and Alex Toussaint, who's joining us today. Hyperice is also the official recovery technology of the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, and the PGA Tour. So you're going to find this a very interesting conversation. Late Lakers star Kobe Bryant even had a part in the growth and origination of Hyper Ice, so we'll talk about that. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing good, and uh, interesting interview today because, uh, first of all, I love the name Hyper Ice. I think that's awesome, and I mean, just the ability these guys have gotten into all these athletes, and you know, they're really growing company, and they're just ahead of the trends uh, their stuff is really good. So uh, fascinating interview, lots of insight too. And we both love Peloton. So that's fun too. I mean, I love when a company finds a, a better mousetrap, right? So for years, athletes, you see them going to the sidelines and they're putting the big ice packs on their knees and the ice packs melt and they drip everywhere and it's messy. And it's just like, why are we still doing it this way after all of these years? So a company like Hyperice comes along and, you know, not only do they come up with a better mousetrap for, uh, your ice pack, but also a heat pack. And how can you recover in the game itself? Like it used to be you recovered after the game. Now, you know, they've got these hypervolt guns that you can massage your legs with or your body with during the game. It's sitting on the bench there when you come out of the game. So they've done some really clever things. And uh, again, 
they have so many great athletes who are not only on board as spokespeople, but also investors. And that tells you something, Griggs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can tell when when these big names like Mahomes and the ones you listed off are investing as well as using the product. It's a good thing. And I love Alex Toussaint. He is one of my favorite Peloton instructors. So uh, it's a pleasure to have him on the show today. He brings such energy to all of his workouts. Uh, He stands for so much more beyond just the bike. And uh, it's really great to have him on. It's interesting how the Peloton instructors, Griggs, have become rock stars of their own. They all have their own agents. They're doing endorsement deals. Uh, They have you know, thousands of people riding with them from around the world every day. So that's also an interesting side story here. Well, you think about these, you know, instructors, they literally, like you said, worldwide. I mean, their influence is huge. It's not like they're riding in in a gym with two people. It's all over the place and they're on demand. I mean, these guys are being seen, guys and gals are being seen constantly all over the world. So you can see why they're getting signed by agents and endorsements and Peloton is, is it right now. It's huge. Well, and Hyper Ice is smart to bring someone like Alex Toussaint on board. It's one thing to have Patrick Mahomes and Naomi Osaka, but Alex Toussaint is talking to the me every day, the everyday person. He's coming into my living room where I ride my Peloton bike every day, and he's being exposed to me every day. So he's reaching the weekend warrior or the person who's you know working out every day like me not just the elite athlete and that's part of this story here with hyper ice is they want to reach the everyday person not just the elite athlete yeah i think that's the influence peloton has is because it is you know the big name athletes but it's also just you and me in the gym or you and me in my living room doing the same thing so they got such a reach between the you know weekend warriors and the big time all right before we get to the interview with ceo jim heather and uh, alex Toussaint, a few headlines First, Griggs, uh, the Manning cast. Peyton and Eli Manning, we're two weeks in now. I absolutely love it. I think it's going to change the way that we watch TV. No offense against the main Monday night football broadcasters, but I am hooked on the Manning cast. That's the version of Monday night football that I'm going to be watching going forward. I love their energy. I love their insight. I mean, people talk about Tony Romo knowing the plays and the formations before they happen. Eli and Peyton are next level on that. And they're providing some really interesting insight there. And then I love the guests that they bring on to interact with. So whether it's uh, Russell Wilson, Gronk, Brett Favre, Pat McAfee, these are fun conversations, fun stories that they're sharing. And you feel like you're just eavesdropping on friends catching up. And uh, I think it's going to change the way that we watch sports on TV going forward. Omaha Productions who produces this for the Mannings. Uh, They're doing a great job with this so far. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, look, the sets are phenomenal. I love when they do the back out cam and you see what all these guys are looking at, what what Peyton and Manning or or Eli are looking at. And, you know, it's just, it's so fun. I mean, I've watched football since I was zero and I've learned more about the game the last two weeks just listening to these guys talk about the plays and the defense and reading the defense and what they're hearing in the helmet and, you know, audible lines. And it's just so awesome. And I mean, last night you're, you're watching Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau and then Brett Favre's on there commentating. Man, how cool is that? Yeah, no, it was cool because you got some great insight, you know, to hear Peyton Manning gush over Aaron Rodgers arm and, you know, really point out that he's taking what the defense is giving him. He's not forcing anything and, you know, just some great insight. And I love, you know, sometimes it's terms I don't understand cover zero and, and stuff like that. But I love hearing the terminology and you know, when they can describe something that's about to happen, it's, it's pretty cool. And look, Peyton and Eli are funny. Like they're engaging. They're not just on there 
giving us stats and, and being like robots. They are very funny. They're very engaging. They're brothers, so they can give each other a hard time. They tease each other. There's something about that, too. Like, this would be very different if there was a, a third person in there hosting and asking Eli and Peyton questions. But the fact that it's just the two of them and then they're bringing a third person, a guest, into the conversation, I think that's one of the magical parts of this. Yeah, it keeps it so raw. Like, it, like it's just them off the cuff talking. They're not being prompted. They're not being told what to say. They just literally watch a play or whatever it is and start talking about it. And then they get into the stories. I mean, I think you mentioned last week when we were talking off the air about how you just get, you don't even realize there's a game going on. You're just kind of listening to them. You're not really watching the game, but you're still watching the game because you're listening to them talk about the game. It's really fascinating. So imitation is the purest form of flattery, as they say. It's going to be interesting to see if the other networks try and duplicate the Manning cast. And you know, it might not just be football. It might be basketball. It might be hockey. Like, are there going to be secondary broadcasts? Could the Manning cast eventually become the main Monday Night Football broadcast? Those are going to be interesting things to watch over the next uh, season or two. There's also rumors floating around that the Denver Broncos have offered Peyton Manning a minority stake in the team. So what would happen, Griggs, if Peyton Manning becomes part owner of the Denver Broncos, does he have to step away from this? Can he still do both? That's something to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, I think uh, he's only going to make his brand bigger and better. And uh, it's not surprising. He's probably getting calls and texts every day now. Hey, you want to come join this? You want to come do this? Because he's just so likable. He's so good. He's so knowledgeable and just a smart guy, uh, both him and Eli. And it's just fascinating. I do love the family inside jokes too. Last night they were talking about, hey, dad's telling me not to make a forehead joke till week seven. I mean, it's just classic. Yeah, and I loved Eli's uh, story about how he was going to sneak into Brett Favre's uncle's bar in Mississippi, and then they decided, you know, they were underage, so they shouldn't go in, and then Brett Favre disclosed to Eli, well, this was my uncle's bar. He would have let you in the front door. You know, you didn't need that that fake ID to get in, but just little stories like that, you know, hearing about them when they're younger and some of the knucklehead things that they've done. Um, but, you know, look, what you just said about Peyton Manning and, and Eli, too. They're displaying their full breadth of football knowledge, and that's going to be attractive to team owners. It's going to be attractive to other networks. And, you know, there's a reason these coaches, when they get fired, they go on to TV because they keep themselves relevant and they also showcase their knowledge of the game. And then a lot of owners go, hey, I really like seeing that person on TV. I'm going to hire them as my coach or my GM. And I think that's what's happening with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning here too, where Eli's already inside the Giants organization, right? He has a a special advisor role there. But with Peyton Manning, if you're an owner of an NFL team and you're seeing just how passionate he is about football still, even though he's retired, like the guy is sweating and getting nervous during the game. And like you could, it looks like he's in the game itself. That's a level of passion that not many people have. And wouldn't you want that in your organization? So, you know, if I'm an owner, I'm watching this and going, maybe we need to give Peyton a a stake and get him in here and have him bring that energy and that vision to our organization. That'll be something to watch too. But I think the Denver Broncos have the, they're the leader in the clubhouse because he lives in Denver. He knows the organization well because he played there. So that would be the likely uh, place that he would land. 
Yeah, I mean, can you imagine being a, a rookie for the Broncos coming in there and you've got Peyton in the locker room on Sunday, you know, jazzing you guys all up and talking about it? Because like you said, he still is in the game. I mean, you can tell he he's sweating and he's throwing the ball. He's putting the helmet on. And he wants to be involved in the team. And man, that would be such an influence to those younger players and any player in a locker room. I love how uh, Peyton Manning drinks out of a red solo cup. And usually that's seen at like college parties and contains alcohol in it. So Jay Cutler, former NFL quarterback tweeted out, I wonder what's in Peyton's red solo cup. And Peyton addressed that on TV. And he basically said, you know, it, it's not water. So, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to get into sponsor placements, but there seems to be a sponsor placement opportunity there for a beer company or an alcohol company. I don't know if that'd be allowed, but, uh, you know, there's some things that those guys do. You know, Peyton's always grabbing uh, the football during the broadcast. Is there a football company out there that wants to, you know, have their ball in the hands of Peyton Manning during the broadcast? I think there's sponsor placement opportunities galore within the Manning cast if they want to go that route. Oh, for sure. And I think uh, there's something, too, that he uses when Peyton does the um, the replay and he has his little, uh, you know, marker and everything. That's totally sponsorable. And I think that's hilarious how he keeps doing the forward and rewind, forward, rewind, forward, rewind. It's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is fun to watch. All right. Another headline. Unless there's a settlement over the next several weeks, the NFL, along with the L.A. Rams and owner Stan Kroenke, they're going to face a jury trial that could lead to hundreds of millions of dollars in damages or even billions of dollars in damages over the Rams 2016 move from St. Louis. So on September 13th, a judge denied a bid by the defendants to dismiss the case ahead of the January 10th, 2021 trial date. So a pre-trial hearing is scheduled for Friday. A $1 billion figure could be the starting point for St. Louis to settle with the NFL and the Rams. It could reach as high as $10 billion, according to some experts. So St. Louis, St. Louis County, St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex, they're the ones who filed the lawsuit in 2017 against the NFL, the Rams, and Stan Kroenke. So this will be something to keep an eye on. But, you know, the bad thing is for this lawsuit, the Rams have gone to LA Griggs and they've seen their franchise value go from roughly $1.5 billion to over $4 billion. So when you're filing this kind of a lawsuit, you're going and saying, hey, look, they've got even more money now. They've got even more value to them now than when they were in St. Louis. We want some of that to replace the lost revenues from when they left St. Louis. Well, you can see why St. Louis is going after them. I mean, look at the new stadium and they're in a bigger market now. They're more exposed. Uh, they're on TV more than they were in St. Louis. So, yeah, you can see why they're going after them. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that is behind the scenes of these big entities like the NFL. You don't hear about a ton, but this is a big one. And I think it's going to just keep growing. And like you said, could reach over a billion or more by the time it's over. Well, and the profile for the Rams and SoFi Stadium, it's only going to increase because the next Super Bowl, it's in L.A., home of the Rams and the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. So it's going to be interesting to watch. You can uh, bet if it's not settled by the time the Super Bowl is in L.A., this will be a main storyline around that game. All right, a tip of the cap to two NBA players who we like, one of whom has been on this show, uh, J.J. Redick announced his retirement after 15 NBA seasons. Uh, he hosts the Old Man in the Three podcast. It's definitely worth your listen if you haven't listened to that. He's kind of the first active player who started doing a podcast. Uh, he's really smart. He went to Duke. He has great guests. 
obviously a terrific shooter and player in the NBA. Um, I first met JJ when he was in eighth grade. So I was consulting for Nike basketball. I remember walking into a gym in Virginia, seeing this kid shooting jump shots from half court. And I was like, what? Like this kid's in eighth grade. He's strong enough with his legs and his wrist to shoot jump shots from half court. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's JJ Redick. And I'm like, well, where's he going to school? And they're like, he's already signed with Duke. So he signed with Duke in eighth grade. So credit Coach K for uh, recruiting players young and identifying talent. But he knew J.J. Redick was going to be a star, and he was at Duke. He's had a really solid NBA career as well. So uh, I just like what J.J. stands for and, and you know what he does. So congratulations to him. And then C.J. McCollum, Portland Trailblazers, becomes the first active NBA player to purchase a vineyard. So he purchased 318 acres along with his wife in Oregon. Last year, you may remember, he debuted the vintage McCollum Heritage 91, a Pinot Noir. So, uh, you know, he's doing big things with the wine industry. A lot of NBA players and athletes in general, Terrell Owens and others, have started their own wine labels. But uh, this is the first person I can remember that's active that goes out and buys 318 acres. We live in Oregon, Grig, so we know that this is uh, wine country. You know, Napa Valley is right below us, but Oregon has become known for wine. So here's another player saying, you know what? I'm thinking about post-career, and he's laying down the foundation for that, much like J.J. Reddick did. So I tip my cap to both J.J. and C.J. We've talked to many players that have come and gone through the NBA or the NFL, and they talk about what they do after and how important it is to plan the future. And here we get you know two examples of J.J. Redick and C.J., especially C.J., who's still playing, and now he's really setting this future set up for him in the wine industry. And when he was on our show, he uh, talked a little bit about his wine and uh, future plans, and here we go. He's moving forward. That's a good purchase. And yeah, wine country, big time here in Oregon. I bet it's a beautiful 318 acres. Yeah. It looks good in the picture. So congratulations to JJ and CJ. All right, before we get to our interview, Griggs, we have an announcement. My daughter thinks this is really stupid, but I'll preface it with saying, well, Sports Business Radio is now on TikTok, Griggs. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, if you go on to TikTok at Sports Business Radio, you're not going to see any pictures of us dancing. It's mainly our clips, some of our clips from our shows, some of the interviews that we have video of. Danica Patrick, Bubba Watson, Patrick McEnroe, Brendan Hunt from Ted Lasso. They just cleaned up at the Emmys. You can see some of those there. But Griggs, I'm going to make a promise to our audience right now. At some point soon, you and I will do a dance video for TikTok. Yeah, and it's going to it's gonna pretty much close TikTok down because it's going to be that good. <laughs> it might close us down. People might go, okay, <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. I can't listen to Griggs and Berger anymore. Yeah, we're going to see. Look, we'll try. So if you're following us on social media, we're at Sports Business Radio on TikTok and Instagram. And then we're at SB Radio on Twitter. So, you know, we're active. We have a Facebook page as well if you are on Facebook search sports business radio. We're out there on social media, but we decided, Griggs, why not? Let's try TikTok. We've got some good video clips. And every once in a while, maybe you and I will do one of these videos. I got to tell you, I don't really understand TikTok so far. Um, I see like the same three dances done by everyone. I'm not quite sure why that happened or how those became the songs or the dances. But uh, 
you know, I'm trying to have people explain this to me as we go along. Yeah, it's a it's a growing world and it's it's obviously big right now. TikTok is huge and growing more. But uh, yeah, it takes a little learning curve to understand. But, you know, you and me get together for coffee every once in a while. So I think uh, maybe the uh, Starbucks parking lot will be our TikTok background. I don't know if we can do this in public. I mean, you know, we, we might need a few takes. So this might have to be somewhere more private than a, a parking lot. So we'll, we'll discuss that at a later date. I want to welcome Ryan Nakajima to Sports Business Radio. He's our intern. So he's actually the son of my good friend, Mike Nakajima, who worked for Nike Tennis for many, many years. Ryan's a student at Oregon State. He is our new intern. And he's the one who helped us launch TikTok because you and I, I don't think we're savvy enough to launch TikTok on our own. So we needed to bring in a younger person who understands TikTok. And that's what Ryan is helping us with. So uh, thanks to Ryan. Yeah, smart move bringing in Ryan. He's going to be good for the TikTok world and uh, make us look at least like we kind of know what we're doing. So if you've got suggestions for TikTok videos that Griggs and I should do, uh, you know, reach out to us on one of our platforms, like I said, at Sports Business Radio on TikTok or Instagram and at SB Radio on Twitter. Coming up next, Hyper Ice CEO Jim Heather, who just happens to be an alum of Loyola Marymount University, where I attended college. And then Hyper Ice athlete and Peloton instructor Alex Toussaint. That's coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Hi, it's Brian Berger here. In addition to hosting Sports Business Radio, I'm also the co-founder of the consulting firm Everything is on the Record. Since 2007, we've been working with CEOs, corporate spokespeople, pro sports team owners, athletic directors, elite athletes, and coaches to help them navigate the tricky media and social media landscape. My business partner is Rick Buecher of Fox Sports. As part of a new partnership with e-learning platform Open Sesame, we are now offering many of our teachings via on-demand courses available on video. Courses include presenting your best self in a video meeting. Your personal brand is connected to your employer's brand. Pause before you post, text, and email. And scrubbing your social media. To take any of our insightful video courses on demand, visit opensesame.com and type in the words, everything is on the record in the search. That's opensesame.com. To learn more about how we can provide a customized training session for your organization, visit everythingisontherecord.com. That's everythingisontherecord.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. I've got two guests this week, Jim Heather. He is the CEO of Hyperice and Alex Toussaint, Hyperice athlete, Peloton instructor. I'm a religious rider of his classes on Peloton. Hyperice is the official recovery technology. They've got deals with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, UFC, and the PGA Tour. Their world-class athlete roster includes Naomi Osaka, John Morant, Christian McCaffrey, Fernando Tatis Jr., Blake Griffin, Lindsey Vaughn, Patrick Mahomes, and of course, Alex Toussaint. Learn more about Hyperice and hyperice.com. Jim and Alex, thanks so much for joining me on Sports Business Radio. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Thank you for having us, boss. Can't complain. I woke up today. That's good. That's a good start. Jim, let's start with you. And, and I'll mention to our listeners, uh, Jim is a graduate of Loyola Marymount. So am I. So we're fellow Loyola Marymount Lions. That's a, a nice connection. But 
Jim, why don't you start with the founder story? How was Hyper Ice started? Tell our listeners. Yeah, it's a great story. I'm actually not the founder. So I joined the CEO in 2014. Been with the company for almost eight years. Uh, but the founding story is really interesting. You had Anthony Katz as the founder of the company. He uh, grew up in sports, was a basketball coach, a teacher as well. And as he started to age, he got into his mid-30s and still relatively young, but his body started breaking down. And he couldn't do the things that he loved. He wanted to play basketball. He wanted to, he wanted to do all these things, but he couldn't do it because his body wasn't responding. So he wanted to, he set out to create a brand. Um, at the time, it was just a product that could help people kind of maintain their family, right? Be able to do the things that they love for a longer period of time. The first product was an ice compression device um, that uh, Kobe Bryant actually helped us develop really early on. And the company's name was Hyperize after the Hyperdump shoe, which is a Nike shoe that was Kobe's shoe. So there's a lot of history and DNA around pro sports, pro athletes, and you still will see that through the brand, um, even as we're now transitioning into being more of a holistic wellness company. Yeah, it is an amazing story. Uh, and the story that I read was that athletes like Kobe Bryant got sick and tired of putting ice packs on their knees and the ice would drip and it was a mess. And, you know, there's got to be a better way for the recovery methods. And thus, you know, that was one of the factors that led to hyper ice being born. And then that was it. And, and Anthony was actually out of his car handing these out to pro athletes throughout the U.S. So it started here in California and Southern Cal. And then it went from Kobe to LeBron to Dwayne Wade to all these different athletes. And they were like, hey, there's this guy who's selling an ice compression device out of his car. But you got to get one of these because it can actually help you recover. So um, still a lot of uh, inspiration around the hustle that I think, you know, Alex obviously lives every day. Um, and we live every day here at High Price. And Jim, before I get to Alex, give our listeners uh, an idea. I think you've been the CEO since 2014, if I'm correct. Yep. How did you get involved as CEO of High Price? Yeah, so so I've been in the health tech space now for about 15 years, various startups. Um, I was previously at a uh, company that was focused on health technology around concussion. So mitigating concussions, worked a lot with the NFL and a variety of players, both in the uh, football and hockey space and also military. And we were actually mutually introduced, myself and Anthony, back in 2013, um, both aligned on the mission of transforming Hyperize from being essentially at the time, it was more of a sporting goods company into a technology company. We wanted to be the Apple, the Tesla, the Dyson of the space. Um, so we met in 2013. I actually had another job offer on the table in, in Silicon Valley at the time that I'd already signed. And I ripped that up, joined forces with him in 2014, and, and we built something pretty amazing. Yeah, you've definitely built something amazing. All right, Alex, huge fan of yours. I have amazing pro athletes on all the time. I'm fanboying out over having you on. Uh, one of my favorite Peloton rides ever, the last dance ride. 27,000 people took that ride with you live. I was one of them. What attracted you to work with Hyper Ice and being a Hyper Ice athlete? Yeah, uh, for me, I've been using Hyper Ice for a while now, about three years in my, um, 3D years of my career. I started uh, incorporating it into my routine. Um, I started off with the foam roller at first, the vibrating foam roller, and I got incorporated with Hyperbolt Gun, um, especially with travel being at a so quiet, compact, very easy to sign. It was a no-brainer for me. Um, when Hyper Ice and my team they synced up together. The partnership was an absolute uh, no-brainer. It was like, we need to make it happen, especially with my position here at Peloton being in the fitness space and leading that um, technology fitness space and being so super innovative. 
and only made a perfect uh, partnership to join Hyperice as well. I've thought often about the rest and recovery of the instructors. I mean, you guys have a busy schedule. Seems like you're on there every day. Um, so um, again, the fact that Hyperice has a wide variety of different products that you can use for that recovery, that's got to make a huge difference for you. Absolutely. Well, it helps anywhere from the back strap of the heat and vibration, whether my back is tight, right? The bike a little bit too often, like I throw in the normal tech leg compressions. Um, I incorporate it in my day, probably not throughout my day as well. Pre-recovery, post-recovery, fine-tuning. It's literally the best balance for me as an athlete on and off the bike to make sure that I'm equipped to get on the bike every single day perform at a high caliber. So personally, when you're looking at doing deals with companies like Hyperize, what are the factors that go into it for you to say yes? Um, authenticity first. That needs to be number one key factor. I need to be able to sit down with the brain and work with them. It needs to be organic relationship partnership. Um, and just sitting down with Jimmy and his team over at Hyperize. I generally tell you, it was a no-brainer for us in the sense of just, we, we want to push the game forward. We want to make it available to everybody. We want people to understand the importance of recovery because how you recover is how you perform mentally and physically. So that, we're just trying to change the space in that and make people aware of how important it is to recover. Jim, I mentioned some of the amazing athletes who are also investors in some cases earlier uh, in this conversation. Most people would look at that list and go, my God, what a list. How do you get those athletes not only engaged as uh, endorsers, but in some cases, investors? Yeah, and it actually goes back to Alex's point on authenticity. Most of the athletes, actually, I would say all but one in our whole roster had used the products for a long period of time prior to investing. And wow. so when it comes around and, and, they, and they say, hey, look, here's an opportunity to, to put my money into a brand that I really truly believe in, that I feel like I can have an impact, I can effectuate change in a meaningful way. It was, it's easy. It really is. I remember the conversation we first had with Alex and when we brought him on, he, he was a guy that we as a team wanted on our team for a really long time. Um, everybody internally loved his rides. He had the energy, he was connected with the NBA. Um, he has a do better initiative, which is synonymous with one of our mission statements. There's so much stuff he was doing throughout the world outside of just Peloton that we love. Um, but I think we talked for maybe 10 minutes, Alex, just around, yeah. here's where we're going, here's the positioning. Um, and both of us aligned. It was, we can really affect change through an positive way through his voice, it reached. And uh, we struck the deal. And then within, I think we had almost already signed the deal and there was an opportunity for him to invest. And he called us up and said, hey, I want to roll some of that into an investment. And got him on board. And um, again, one of the best signings we've ever had. And we positioned him as a high price app. So it's Patrick Mahomes, John Morant, Anthony Davis, Yamaha Osaka, Alex Hassan. Um, And there's a lot of stuff coming from us as well. I'm based in Portland, so I've done a lot of work with Nike over the years. And I've been into the innovation lab and I've seen the athletes firsthand give the input on the Nike product. And I'm wondering, Alex and, and Jim with other athletes beyond Alex, do you have like an innovation lab? What's the process for the feedback from the athletes who are saying, hey, this works great or we need to tweak it or here's a product you haven't even thought of that we could roll out to the market. Yeah, and Brian, that, that's a huge competitive advantage for us. Like we do really engage the feedback and that's part of the athlete investors and endorsers that we bring on. They want to be part of that innovation roadmap, right? When we launched the recent product, the Hyperice X, which is the, the world's first contrast therapy device. It's, it's this device that goes from heat to cold. It's all portable. There's no liquid, no water, no ice. First of its kind, 
we sent that out to our athlete investors, you know, probably 45, 60 days in advance, but even earlier than that, we were sending prototypes out, firing feedback. Patrick Mahomes, what do you think about this? What's the look like? What's the feel? It's getting cold enough. And because we're able to engage at that level with athletes and the leading sports performance experts, it makes us better. It makes us perfect our products. It, it helps us see around the corner for what's coming next. And it's been a competitive advantage since the very beginning and will never shift away from that. It's just a, a big part of a participation roadmap. Alex, when you get a prototype or you get something that they're wanting your feedback on, What's that process like for you? How many times do you need to try it before you feel like you know the product pretty well? I'm not just saying that it's the gyms here, but it's kind of hard to provide feedback when they move and they create things that are so innovative that it's perfect when I receive it. <laughs> I'm not trying to... Really um, but that process is very smooth, very smooth. When I, I remember when I first joined on the team, one of the first things I said to Jim was, hey, I need something that's like the had rice eggs and little bit... Yeah, I know it feels like, trust me, we already got you, it's in the works. Um, so they're ready to head of the game. I just provide a key input that I can to let them know how it affects me on and off the bike and how it incorporates in my recovery process. But uh, the, the Hyperice team does such an amazing job being ahead of the game, make sure uh, the athletes stay on point at all times. Do you ever go to Jim and say, hey, I got an idea for a product that you haven't developed yet. Uh, you know, here's something that would be helpful for me or, you know, my riders. That was the Hyperice X. And he looked at me and said, <laughs> I got you in due time. Through the Hyperice X. <laughs> True story. Jim, the thing I like too is one of the things that you guys have kind of shifted from. So like I mentioned before, you've got deals with the NBA, the NFL, PGA Tour, UFC, Major League Baseball, but you're also really focusing on the me. I mean, look, I got my, my Hypervolt Go right here. So, you know, I, I'm using this. The, the rider at home who's taking Alex's class or just the everyday want to be athlete like me, you know, that gets out there and hoops and, and has aches and pains as I get older. How are you developing products for, for someone like me as well? Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, most people, they think of us as a sports performance brand, can just because we are some great leads, but really only 7% or less of our purchases are from athletes from the high school, college, youth, professional level, really. What we're reaching is the everyday fitness enthusiasts. We recently rebranded with a new campaign um, called Doing Love More. And the ethos behind that was, you know, you could be a pro athlete, you could be a dad, you could be a Peloton rider, right? You could be an everyday gym goer. You could be someone who just enjoys golf or enjoys hiking or whatever it may be. Our products help you do what you love more. Whether that's get out of pain, increase mobility, increase performance, whatever it may be. And we felt like our brand candidly was a little bit intimidating in the past because it was very pro athlete centric. And we're now opening that up in a meaningful way of teaching people about how these products and technologies can help you unlock human potential, whatever you love to do. And that's why a guy like, like Alex on our team is so perfect because, you know, he's reaching a very diverse audience every day and inspiring and so for for him to be able to carry that voice and keep well hey look you're on the bike you're trying to accomplish your fitness and health goals so you can do what you love here at hyper ice these are tools and technologies to help you do what you love more um so I that's kind of that we're going to spring i'm gonna say Jim, the thing i love about the campaign do what you love more is that like we truly believe everybody is an athlete right everybody that has a body should understand that privilege uh, movement is a privilege we want to provide people with that opportunity to move their bodies in a, in a wide variety of ranges. So like you said, whether you're a father, you're a soccer dad, you're a mom, you're a school teacher, whether you're a pro athlete, 
everybody should have to be put in a position to be able to move their bodies. And that's what we're all about here at the High Price Fitness. Yeah, I mean, actually, when I look at your roster, I don't think there's anyone better than Alex to reach the person like me and the everyday person. You know, a lot of people, I can't relate to throwing a football like Patrick Mahomes or hitting a tennis ball like Naomi Osaka, but mm-hmm. I can ride a bike. I, I can't ride it like Alex can. I can, I, can, I can take his class and I can, you know, listen to his playlist and, and he's reaching the everyday person. So I think that's really important that you have him on your team. Agreed. And it's not only that, um, the, the synergy here was what's crazy. We actually, every employee that gets onboarded a high price read book called the Energy Bus. And it's all about like, I've read that book. That's okay, a great book. And it's a great book. And like, there's parts of the book that are cheesy. I love the book. And, um, but the message behind it is really powerful and strong. And there, there's so much synergy just in Alex's daily read. And like, when you're on bike, people are very inspired. He brings the energy. There were just things that he aligned with the brand intrinsically in the way that he kind of conducts himself with his own personal brand that um, made this awesome. So it's not only carrying the message, but it's carrying the message in the right voice. It's really important to us. I'm going to tell you a quick backstory on Energy Bus. So I'm friends with uh, Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Miami Heat. When he got that job from Pat Riley, he's like, I want to give the team a book to read. So he gives the team a book to read every Christmas. And that was the first book that he picked out to give to his team, The Energy Bus. So it's a good book. It is a good one to read every year. I mean, it's just like it resets it. For me, it just kind of gives you a reset. Like, okay, okay, let's, let's stay positive. If there's a challenge, let's overcome it. Let's not worry about the negativity around it. Let's just move past it, push forward. The other thing that has really come to the forefront, I'd say in the last couple of years, is mental wellness. And it used to be a topic that people, you know, didn't really discuss. And, you know, Jim, I know that Hyperice acquired Core. We can talk about that. And then Alex, you know, that's one of the things that I think sets you apart from the other Peloton instructors. Not that they don't do it, but you do it so well. It's not just about the ride and the exercise. It's about the mental wellness of the ride as well. So I'll start with you, Jim. Acquiring core and making that a part of your strategy going forward. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, and that, that was the most transformative move we've ever made as a company, um, in my opinion. And we've, we've done a lot of really great stuff. And we have a great team here that, that's working around the clock. But uh, we wanted to be a company that really put some weight behind mental wellness. And we knew that because we had the reach and the connectivity, we thought we could carry that message very effectively. I um, mean, actually, effectually change. And when you look at the list of the athletes on our roster and partners, Naomi Osaka is a hyper-ice investor athlete. It's very well known about her stance on mental wellness. We're partnered with USA Gymnastics. And, you know, we were supportive there around the Olympics and there's so much pressure. So for us, we, we saw this company and this technology based out of Silicon Valley, um, a variety of Stanford engineers. Uh, the founder of that company, Sarah McDevitt, is a, a brilliant inventor and entrepreneur. And uh, it's a technology that combines kind of the uh, physical elements and mental elements and mental wellness. So you actually get data insights. It teaches you how to breathe properly. You get um, heart rate measurements on how you're calm and focused so you can kind of stay in alignment while you're meditating. So we felt it was very innovative. And if we were going to enter the space, we had to do it in a high price way, which was technology driven. 
Um, but in general, we just felt like this was the right time for us to use our voice to try to change the way people think about mental wellness. Um, and it's been really exciting and really fun, candidly, to see the response from everybody. I mean, we sent the product to Alex. He was fired up. We sent it to um, Fernando Tatis Jr. and said meditation was one of his superpowers. Okay. Uh, Rory McElroy loved the product. We sent the product. I mean, it's been just incredible to see people's response around us. Alex, maybe you can talk a little bit about it. And I'll also say, Alex, didn't you and Rory, like Rory takes your classes, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure. So you Look, guys are, you guys are buds. I catch him on the leaderboard. Mike, you can be there. That actually made me super hyped that he began. Rory's a good person, great fan. Um, and basically what he does, basically what he does. But the, the mental wellness part of what Hyperice is doing, again, I know it's such a big part of your overall uh, instruction. Maybe you can talk about the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, for me, I've always taught from the perspective of I teach for people's minds and allow their body to follow. And that people, I think that everybody's superpower is the ultimate muscle is their mind, right? And how you recover is how you, is how you play. How you recover is how you play is my number one model. So for me, I've always lacked in my sleep stage. I've, I'm a terrible sleeper. I get to bed late. I wake up in the middle of the night. So just incorporating like a device that can help me monitor and help me fine tune things like that provides optimal performance with, for my body, let alone for my mind on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that we need to tap into even more as athletes is unlocking that, that potential of mental training because we basically put our body through all kinds of workouts, all kinds of training on and off our rushing field. So one of the things that we must have to as athletes is making sure we train the mind as well. Do you feel like it's a conversation that's taking place more and more now, mental wellness, than it did a couple of years ago? Without a doubt, without a doubt. People like uh, Neil Misaka, who are comfortable speaking about the vulnerability with the mental health and just being able to perform at that high caliber provides awareness to it. So I think at first, people view athletes as, hey, you have this ability, a God-gifted ability with your body, everything else must be okay. And it's like, no, there's a lot of, different factors that come into making sure that you're on, you're performing at a high level every single day. And the mental health aspect of it is a crucial element, if not one of the most crucial. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Brian Berger here. As some of you may know, in addition to hosting Sports Business Radio, I'm also the founder of the Sports PR Summit. We've been building something very special there since when we launched in 2013. Noteworthy people such as Adam Silver, David Stern, Jamel Hill, Grant Hill, Tom Rinaldi, Lisa Leslie, Michael Vick, Jeremy Schapp, and Stephen Ross are just a few of the names who have joined us on stage to provide unique insight. We recently introduced the Sports PR Summit Collective. It's a way for everyone to stay in touch 24-7, 365. The Collective is the next evolution for our community of PR practitioners, media, and athletes. You'll find a counterpart day and night to ask and answer questions, share your inspiration, connect with colleagues, and celebrate victories. The technology that powers the Sports PR Summit Collective allows us to bring more valuable resources to our members and the industry. These include a members-only job board, a mentorship program, industry awards, courses in skill building, networking opportunities, and mastermind groups. You'll also still have the opportunity to attend our annual Sports PR Summit event in New York City, in person or virtually. And for the first time, we're also allowing access to students and entry-level communications executives. If you're a PR practitioner, 
or a member of the media or an athlete, this is the community for you. Visit sportsprsummit.com for more information and to join the Sports PR Summit Collective. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Hey, Jim, I showed you this earlier. So I've got the, uh, the Hyper Bull Go. I've been using it. It's been helping me with my aches and pains after my rides with Alex when I'm sore. He wears me out. Uh, the everyday person, again, one of the things that's amazing about this is I know in some of your deals with the leagues, we've always talked about recovery taking place after the game. Well, now you can recover. You can sit on the bench with the Hypervolt Go and recover during the game. To me, that's a game changer. Yeah, it is. The, the deals that we did with the leagues, and just to take you back to how this transpired, in 2020, we were in COVID. And, you know, it was hard for us to kind of reach people at that time because everybody was locked, locked in, so to speak. We used to really utilize our partners that were out in the field so people could touch and feel the devices. Um, when we did the NBA deal, the, the idea there was for the first time ever, we wanted to bring technology to the court, right? You had Gatorade deals and things like that, which were integrating into the game, but we could actually change the game positively, right? Because we're expecting the performance in game. So the NBA looked at that deal as, look, not only are we going to be able to help hyperize game exposure through TV media, because we can see the world's best athlete using the products on the sidelines, but it can actually affect the performance of our athletes, which is affecting their product on the field, right? So it really was a, a win-win for everybody. Um, when you think about injury prevention, optimizing performance, range of motion, you know, the response from the players and the trainers was incredible. They said, wow, we can have access on every chair courtside. Um, and you saw a lot of athletes like, during the playoffs specifically pulling those out in key moments. Um, so I think those deals not only allow us the, the, you know, to be able to help affect performance for the world's best athletes, but also to reach the masses through media, to your point, the TV, the NBA fan, the NFL fan, the PGA golf fan. Um, and see what the, what the world's best athletes are using to optimize performance and wellness. Well, and I would think the Hyperice X is something that you can use in-game too, right? The, the hot cold, I mean, that's something that I'm sure a lot of athletes would love to have during the game. Yeah, you're going to see uh, a bunch of Hyperice Xs on the sidelines in the NFL. Um, actually, week three is more big viewing. It. So next week on Sunday, you're going to see some pop up. That's that amazing. Definitely excited to uh, use the hyper ice versus put a bag of ice and tape it. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So, Alex, walk me through your prep before ride and then your recovery after. I've always been interested in that for the, the Peloton instructors. Because, again, you're doing a lot of rides. You're putting your body through a, a lot. Walk me through that process. Yeah, so if I had like tonight, I actually teach in a ride at about uh, seven thirty tonight. So about like five thirty, I'll head into the studio. Um, use a hyperized foam roller, use a hyperbolt um, gun. Make sure that I just take out all the knots in my legs, get the blood flow going before I get onto the bike. Um, Post recovery is extremely, extremely crucial, especially I have like a left knee, not injury, but it's just a little bit, a little bit of a tweak from here and there. Um, I'll throw the hyperized X on. Make sure that I provide some cold therapy, some hot therapy to my leg, as well as using my Normatec leg recovery. Probably about ninety minutes. Um, probably sit on the couch for about 90 minutes tonight uh, post-class to make sure I to provide that optimal blo- blood flow and do the same cycle all over again tomorrow. It's a it's repeating cycle. So it's important, you would think, to do that every day, like go through that same process every day, you know, the same way, right? 
Yeah, I think just because of how much I use my lower body, um, I probably need to, need to do it every single day. Everybody's completely different. If you're training three, four days a week, you may use it less, you may use it more depending on what works best for you. For somebody that gets on the bike pretty much every single day, whether I'm teaching live classes or training, um, it's incorporated in my routine without a doubt every single day. All right. For someone like me, I, I played sports growing up, but wasn't an elite athlete. <laughs> I try to get on the bike every day. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder, like, is there a rest and recovery? Absolutely. Like, like is there, should I ever take a day off or should I try and get on there every day? Listen, I, I think just incorporating at least uh, 10 minutes of a low impact ride, not putting your body through such a rigorous workout, because you know out of both people what a hit workout feels like compared to what a low impact ride feels like. Um, just getting on there and moving your body at least five to seven days a week and maybe three out of those four days, hit ride to bottom ride max. But for sure, um, incorporating a little bit of low impact rides and cool down rides as a way to recover and still provide your body that uh, movement that it needs on a daily basis. Couple more questions. Um, Alex, you do that ride with 27,000 people, the last dance ride. For people who don't know what the last dance is, it's the documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. It had a great soundtrack. You partnered with ESPN. You did a ride. I mean, that's like basically sitting on the basketball court in the middle of a full arena, 27,000 people live. And I can't even imagine how many people have taken it on demand afterwards. You do the playlist and everything for your rides. Like, what is that like? It's got to be like being, you know, an elite athlete performing in front of lots of people, even though you're in that studio and you can't see the 27,000 people like me. Now, without a doubt, it's funny you say it because I've always wanted to be a pro sports athlete myself, whether it be the NBA or NFL, but uh, maybe I wasn't blessed with those abilities at such a young age. Um, so to be in a position to teach a live ride of 27,000 people makes you feel like a pro athlete, without a doubt. Madison Square Garden, in context, is about 22,000 uh, people at a time. So 27, one verse 27 automatically puts me in a position to feel like a pro athlete. When it came time to design the playlist and the structure of the class, as a basketball fan, and who grew up watching back the in the 90s, I wanted to incorporate such a real 90s Bulls theme. So that's why I started with the intro. I made sure every interval, every song was a, a championship ring based throughout Michael Jordan's career. Um, I wanted to make sure if you were a Bulls fan or if you followed the legacy that the Bulls had in the 90s, you understood exactly the flow of the playlist. And um, I think we did a great job with it. It came out amazing. Uh, ESPN was happy. Seeing my last dance was happy. And I was, I was type happy as an, as an athlete. And also as an instructor, to be able to do something that special. Yeah, that's amazing. And you even had the 23 Bulls jersey on during yeah. the ride. I was like, he's, he's totally getting into it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Put the Jordans in the back on and everything. We had to make sure the playlist was on point. <laughs> How long does it take you to put a typical playlist together for one of your rides? Uh, it depends. It depends. Um, anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours sometimes. It depends on the, uh, the playlist, the time, the vibe, uh, the, the, the duration of the playlist. Something like Last Dance took about two and a half days. And the, the most crucial part of that was the intro, being, making sure that I locked in that, that, that actual Bulls Arena intro. I had to practice that day in and day out. Uh, but you know what, though? It's the process that I love more than anything. And it's the same thing with recovery. It's the process that I love. So, yeah, just to be able to be in a position to do something like that and be a basketball fan and a belt-on instructor and bring those two worlds together is a blessing, for sure. Well, let me tell you why. You are very, very good at what you connect. Uh, Jim, before I let you go, What's the future hold for Hype Rice? You guys have been doing some amazing deals. Like we said, you're getting into the mental wellness game. You've got Hype Rice X coming out. You got Rory McElroy coming on board. But beyond that, what's the future look like? 
Yeah, and, and it's it's really exciting for us. We've been around for 10 years now. So the Hyperice X, good story here. The name X represents 10 years of innovation from the launch of the company when the first ice compression product was launched. So 10 years ago, ice compression, the name Hyperice, the company name, 10 years later, the world's first fully electronic icing and heating product. Um, so it just kind of represents that transformation over time. But we're just getting started. I mean, I feel like we've built, you know, percussion technology, vibration, pneumatic compression, mind technology, contrast therapy technology, thermal technology. And in the center of all that is our hypersmart environment, which is essentially a artificial intelligence recommendation engine that connects to your wearables. So if you're wearing a Whoop or you're wearing a Apple Health Watcher or you're connecting to Strava and you run three miles and your heart rate was X, your respiratory pattern was Y and slept seven hours, our, our hypersmart environment is going to be able to curate content for you based on your personalized activity. Um, so this is something that we launched last year. We beta tested it and now we're bringing it to the world in a, a bigger way. And uh, some of the innovations we have coming down the pipeline for, um, I mean, our, our roadmap has never been stronger. We have products launched all the way through 2024. They're already planned. And a lot of times we'll have 12 to 15 big ones in the cooker and maybe six or seven of those will actually see the light of day. So really excited about our innovation roadmap. I feel like we're just getting started. Um, we're, we're integrating into global environments very rapidly as well. We just announced Virat Kohli in India, who's the, the world's biggest cricket player, has 154 million followers. Wow. He invested in the company. Yeah. So he joined and he's really excited to help us uh, in India really uh, make headway and build a brand there. Um, so we're pretty excited. We feel like 10 years, we came a long way, but we've built a foundation for something bigger. And our aspirations are to be the next Nike, to be the next uh, Tesla, to be the next Apple. Um, we want to be that level of, of company with that level of impact. Well, I'll tell you what, from where I sit, this was long overdue. There was innovation needed in the space. Yeah. And you know, if you want to just drill down to that, why are we still wearing ice packs that drip? And get all over the corner of the field. Like the fact that you found a better mousetrap there and you're using technology, you're incorporating mental wellness, you're tapping into amazing athletes like Alex here. And these athletes aren't just coming on and being spokespeople and saying, hey, this is great. They're investors too. You're on to something here. I know you don't need my endorsement on that, but uh, I'm very impressed with how you're doing things and the progression of your company. And uh, I think you're doing amazing things. I appreciate that. And I think, you know, part of this too is also supporting our partners. And I think the ideas that we get, like Alex uh, specifically around, you know, do better initiative and everything that he's working on, like we're collaborating on stuff. Yeah. It's not just one way where he's endorsing hyperized. We're trying to find ways to elevate him. He's finding ways to elevate us. Um, and when you have partnerships like that, that's when you really unlock the potential. Um, so we're, we're fired up for the future. And as you mentioned, Al Alex is one where, uh, you know, we have a lot of pro athletes that are in the other sports space. The impact that he has in the poll has been greater than even we expected. We had high aspirations. Alex, uh, great job with everything that you do. Uh, throw out a plug for, for Do Better. How can people learn more about that? 
yes, you can follow the Do Better page, uh, Feel Good Look or Do Better on Instagram. And we're going to start throwing out a lot of initiatives. We've been uh, working behind the scenes. Um, we purposely don't tell people our announcements just because we want it to be less caption, more action. I want to make sure that we actually make things happen. Um, but be on the lookout. Follow Do Better page at Feel Good Look or Do Better on Instagram. And we will be letting people know of some major announcements coming up uh, pretty, pretty soon. That's great. And I love your story. I mean, you know, you're, I could talk to you for an hour about just your story and where you come from and where you are now, but it is so impressive. And, uh, you know, I love to see people like you have success. So congratulations on everything. And you truly, I'm not just saying this, you make our world a better place. You make my day better every day when I take your ride. You're like a, a lightning bolt of energy that, you know, oh. as soon as I turn your class off, I'm like, whoa, this guy's bringing it today. And I got to, I got to oh. bring my game up. Thank you. Well, even things like that give me the inspiration and the, and the power of doing what I do every single day. So thank you for showing up. Because uh, without members like you, I can't do what I do on a daily basis. So once again, it means a lot. I truly appreciate it. Jim Heather, the CEO of Hyper Ice, Alex Toussaint. Hyper Ice athlete and Peloton instructor. Thanks so much, you guys, for joining me on Sports Business Radio. Thank you, boss. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Brian Berger here. We've collaborated with our friends at Parish Project to create high-quality sports business radio clothing, including hoodies, long-sleeve T-shirts, and short-sleeve T-shirts. Each item comes in five different colors and a variety of sizes. These items are super comfortable and you can wear them on Zoom calls, while working out, or when you're lounging around the house. Sports Business Radio has loyal listeners around the world. We'd love for you to post a picture rocking your Sports Business Radio gear. Tag us on Instagram or Twitter if you post. Get your official Sports Business Radio gear by going online to parishproject.com. That's parishproject.com. P-A-R-I-S-H project.com. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.